beautiful. Okay, everyone, welcome to our Avetala slash Paralwanon Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's class is sponsorless, but tomorrow's will not be. Ramadan Abaya, we're starting on Daf Mem He, no, Mem Vav Amur Bet. About nine lines in the bottom. Rami le Abaya le Rav Yosef. Okay? And the Gemara goes as follows. Rami le Abaya le Rav Yosef. Mi Amar Rabbi Shimon kafta mutar l'taltela. Did Rabbi Shimon really say that when the candle goes out, you're allowed to move it? If you'll remember, yesterday we were talking all day about Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. Does any... Irving, you remember which one was the lenient one? Rabbi Shimon. Uh, yes, correct, Carl, but you just stole Irving's question, but we'll let you get away with it. Okay. <laughs> I have to so, stick that in. I usually okay. don't get that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he says, he said that Rabbi Shimon says you're allowed to move it. And the quote was, Rabbi Shimon says, Kapta, once the candle goes out, Mutar l'taltala. Our Gemara is going to pick on one part of it. You're mentioning that Rabbi Shimon would say that once the candle goes out, you're allowed to move it. The implication of that statement is that while the candle is on, oh, then Rabbi Shimon would never let you move it. While the candle is lit, then it's Bershur And the assumption being is that if you move a lit candle, it's liable to go out. And if you put out a candle, that's extinguishing, which is forbidden on Shabbat. The Gemara is going to challenge that from a different statement of Rishimon. They want it, Gemara wants to claim that maybe Rishimon should even let carrying a lit candle on Shabbat. Carol, don't fall off your chair over here. <laughs> okay. Says the Gemara, Rami Yosef, Umi Kafta And if it's extinguished, you can move it. Kafta in lo kafta lo. If it's been extinguished, yes. And if it's not extinguished, no. My tama, why would he say that? Dilma, probably because Dilma Bahadi did Nakitla Kapta. Maybe as you're taking it, it'll get extinguished. Oh yeah? Hashamina Rabishimon, Dalmar, Daval Sha'enumitkaven Mutar. We know, we've heard from before, that Rabbi Shimon says if a person does an Avera that he wasn't intending to do, it's allowed. And here too, when you're moving the candle that's lit, you weren't doing it in order to extinguish it, you're doing it to move it. And therefore, Rabbi Shimon lets other Isurim that you didn't have in mind, even though it might happen, he should allow this one too. Besides Rabbi Shimon's rule that let le muksa. He also has another rule that and if so, why doesn't he let this? Let's see why. How do we know Rabbi Shimon had this rule? We're going to bring it from a brighter. Because we learned in the Biraita. Rabbi Shimon says, person can drag a kiseh, which is a chair, a mita. Or a bed, misafsal, or a bench, so long as when he drags the bench he, uh, over the dirt, 
He's not intending to make a furrow in the ground to plant with. If he's trying to make a hole in the ground and he's just saying, you know what, I can't bring my plow today. Uh, you know what, I'll drag this bench over. Then it's Asur. Because you're plowing, you're preparing for planting. Let's just that Asur. But if the guy really is just dragging his bed because he wants to get it out of the sunlight or because he wants to get it for his mother-in-law, then it should be okay. Rabbi Shimon lets it because your intention is not to do the melacha of, of plowing. So we see that if you're not intending to do the melacha, Rabbi Shimon lets. So if Rabbi Shimon lets, so then how come if he lets you know, go, try to do the melacha? This, this case is a little different, no? Because by the bench, it's like a pesikrasha. When you drag the bench across the 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 dirt, it's automatically gonna. Not, no matter what you're gonna do, it's gonna make a furrow. Well, that is true, but we're not talking about a bench that's so for sure gonna make a furrow, and that's the better thing over here. Since the reason why it's allowed is because it's not for sure gonna make a furrow. And here too, when I'm carrying my candle, is it for sure gonna go out? No, so it should be allowed. Why did you say kafta? If it went out, you could move it. I could move it anyway. After all, I'm gonna be Shimon. Not only don't I hold the muksa, I don't hold the I hold the Vashemitkavan. Is everyone with me? Awesome, let's go. So says the Gemara. Answers the Gemara like this. No. Call Hecha anytime. The Chimikavan Isudaraita. Any time that if you had in mind to do it, it would be a surf of the Torah. Kilomekaben gazara bishimon. Then when you don't have in mind to make it, bishimon makes a gazara. Kilomekaben gazara bishimon midrabanan. Kolehecha de chimikaben ikis to the rabanan. Kilomekaben shadid bishimon de chitila. You want to say as follows. When. In the case of the dragging the bench, the reason why Rabbi Shimon allows you to drag the bench is because even if you do make a furrow in the ground, you're doing it in a backwards manner. Backwards manners is not an Isur de Oraita, it's only Isur de Rabbanan. So Rabbi Shimon says, even if you do it, it's only the Rabbanan. And I'm going to say you can't do it because it can't drag the bench because maybe you'll do it the Rabbanan. Nah. Go ahead, drag the bench. It's okay. But when you're carrying the candle, where when you extinguish the candle, it would be a sword. Oh, there, Rabbi Shimon does not let while it's lit. That's why he said only when it's out, you can move it. But had it been lit, he would not let. Because if you extinguish a candle, you're not doing it in a backwards way. It's a normal way. And therefore, that would be a sword. Ask the Gemara. Oh, yeah. Let's read that inside. Kolhecha dechi mechaven, anytime when if you have in mind, ike yisur de rabanan, there's a yisur de rabanan, ki lo mechaven, when you don't have in mind, shouting the vishimon le chachilah, the vishimon will look straight. And that's why he lets the case of the bench. You with me, Ralph? Rabbi, I have a question. <clears throat> Okay, so why do I have to call the candle? Why can't you? Why can't you do it out in the unnormal way? 
or take it out or take what out in a normal way? The flame. Then Rabbi Shimon would allow it. Okay, what you're saying is a good point. The Gemara is going to knock off this answer a different way. Okay. But maybe you could have, and our, our Mishnah really could have been talking about a case where you're carrying it in a regular way. But you're right. Had you carried it in a way that it would be doing it uh, uh, in a funny way, maybe it would be mutar, and everything could be cool, and you have no question Rabbi Shimon. However, the Gemara now will challenge this answer a different way. Says the Gemara, Mativ Rava. Rava challenges the answer and says the following. We have a Mishnah regarding Sha'atnes. You are all aware. Hi, Kobe. Welcome. Kobe, you know you're not supposed to wear Sha'atnes, right? Yes. Okay. So the, our Mishnah is giving guidelines for Sha'atnes sellers. People who sell Sha'atnes what are they allowed to do with their shatnez clothes? Now, in the olden days, why would you sell shatnez? We're selling shatnez because we're selling to Goyim. This guy goes to Harlem, and he's selling <clears throat> shatnez Hugo Boss suits to all the people with the long chains. So, um, as the guy selling in Harlem his shatnez suits, the Gemara is discussing what he's allowed to do. So let's read. It says the Mishnah. Without going on. Those who are selling clothing, they could sell it in their usual way. And if the normal way to sell a jacket is that you want to wear the jacket to show how cool it looks, and then you have the guy with the chains come over to you and say, hey, man, that's cool jacket. I'll buy it off you. If that's the normal way that you sell stuff, even if you know it's you go boss and shotness, you're allowed to do it. Ubilvat, as long as as long as you don't have in mind that when it's raining, oh let me put on the you go boss to save me from the rain. Or when it's hot, let me put on the Hugo Boss to cool cool off. But if you're doing it for for just to sell it, it's allowed. But Sinuin and the people who are extra strict, the people who are extra strict will take a stick, put it over their shoulder, and they will sell it that way without wearing it. So if you want to be strict, it is good not to wear it. But if you want to go with the letter of the law, it's okay to wear it. And you see, what we see over here, Kobe, that when a guy's not trying to do the Isur, it's allowed. So why wouldn't it be, sh- and eat over there, it's Isur Deoraita. But over here, over here, where if you're having in mind to wear the shotness clothes, it will be a sewer from the Torah. And when you're not having in mind, the Bishimon is letting. So how come how could you tell me that the Bishimon only lets you do a melacha if you're not having in mind when the melacha, if you do it, would be the Lavanan. Here the melacha is the Oraita, and he's still letting. Uncle Carl, are you with us? 
Are you with us, Uncle Carl? Hold on, we're going to switch to the next page. Yes, yes, I am. Okay. Ralph, are you with us? You can just put, give us a thumb. Thank you. Okay. And this is the Gemara. Ela Amarava. Rather, Rava gives an answer. Hanach l'neir shemin u'petula. He says, you're right. Really, Rabbi Shimon, he's letting anything, whether it's the right or the Rabbanan, if you're not intending to do, to do the action, Rabbi Shimon lets you do it. Anytime you're not doing it to do it, Rabbi Shimon is allowing you to do it. So why over here by the candle, Kobe, does Rabbi Shimon say that you shouldn't move the candle while it's lit? I should be able to move the candle anyway. Who cares? If it might go out, big deal. I don't want it to go out. I actually want it to stay lit. Ralph, are you with me? How come Rabbi Shimon doesn't just say that you're allowed to? Mr. Here, are you with me? Give me a thumbs up. Okay. Beautiful. Says the Gemara. So he says, The reason why you can't move it is because it's different. Rishimon doesn't hold of Mukseh, but he does hold of the rule of Basis. Basis means when you have something that's supporting something Mukseh, then he agrees that you're not allowed to move it. And in our case, being that the flame itself is real moksa, even Rabbi Shimon agrees that an actual flame is moksa. And since the candle, the lamp is lit, so it has an actual flame, so what's under the, uh, the, the lamp itself is a basis for the flame, and that's why you can't move it while it's lit. But the reason why he's not letting you move it is not because he's afraid that maybe it'll go out, who cares if it goes out? The same way he's letting you drag the bench and the same way he's letting you wear the shot in his clothes, he'll let you carry it in the also. Flame. But since it's a basis to the flame, that's why he wants it to go out before he lets you move it. So we're trying answer number two now. Okay? Answer number one was Doraita de Rabbanan. We got rid of that. Now we're trying answer number two. Amar Rabbi Zera, Amar Rabbi Asi, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Rabbi Chanina, Amar Rabbi. Rimunusli heter, hitir Rabbi. Amar Rabbi Rimunus, that's the rabbi's name. Li hitir Rabbi, litaltel machta be'efana. This rabbi is saying that one time I was with the Rudah Hanasi, and he allowed me to carry a shovel, and in the shovel was its ashes. In the olden days when you had a fireplace, the fireplace was usually full of ashes. And this shovel was a shovel that was full of ashes. And yet, Rebbe allowed me to move it. Okay? Ask the Gemara, Amalei Rebzei 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 Rebzei
would Rabbi Yochanan let you move this thing? But nah, didn't we learn in the Mishnah? No tell Adam it bino the even biado or kalkala bimtocha. Baba Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, bechalkala mila pirotas kinan. Tamadi the belly. I'll let the belly law. Is Gemara talking about a guy? Now this can happen all the time. Let's say Ralph is Ralph's little uh, uh, Shlomo over there. Uh, let's say Ralph's little Shlomo one day picks up a a rock, okay? And little Shlomo is sitting on the floor holding a little rock. Now it's Shabbat, and Ralph wants to pick up Shlomo and wants to bring him inside because his wife asked for for Shlomo. If he tries to bring him in, is it allowed? After all, Shlomo's holding muksa, rocks on muksa. Is he allowed to bring him in? So the Mishnah says, you're allowed to bring him in even though he's holding a rock. You're allowed to bring a, 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 a bowl even if there's a rock in the bowl. But that's only if there's also fruit in the bowl. So it sounds like the only reason why you're allowed to carry the bowl is because there's also fruit in the bowl. And the only reason why you're allowed to the kid is because the kid himself is not muksa. But if it's only a bowl holding a rock, it would be Asur. And in this case, the shovel was just holding ashes. So how could Yochanan say it's okay? I thought it's only okay to move the bowl with the rock if there's fruit in the, ra- in the bowl. Isn't the ashes muksa, Rabbi? The ashes should be muksa, but at least we're saying that since the shovel is a keli, it's okay to move. So it's because the shovel is a keli, I can move it. But the Gemara is saying, well, so what? If you have a bowl which is also a keli, which has a rock inside, he's only letting you move it if it's also got fruit in it. So why? So say, so say the same thing with the candle. You, you, you're touching this candle stick, not the candle itself, and you're moving it that way. So you want to say that? Well, what else? What else is good in the candle that's going to let you move it? So you... What's good in the What's good in the the shovel? Oh, the shovel. Okay, no, we're asking a question on the shovel. We're not going to the shovel on the shovel. We are, we don't like the shovel case because we're asking. You see, from the bowl of fruit, that the only reason why I let you move the bowl of fruit fruit with the stone is because there's fruit in it. But if it was just a bowl with a stone, you wouldn't be allowed to move it, even though it's got a bowl. The bowl is a kelly. So how come by the shovel case, Rebbe allowed Rebbe Asi or Rebbe Yochan, Rebbe Zero or somebody to move it with ashes in it, ashes on Muksa? Is a shovel considered a basis? Well, a shovel is a keli, and it could be basis to the ashes. So the Gemara answers, Ishtomen Kishachada. He was quiet for a few minutes. <clears throat> and then he answered, Hachanami, the itbe kartin. We're talking in a case over here, I moved it to the top. We're talking in a case over here where there is spices in the ashes. And since the spices still have a smell, it's comparable to a bowl that still has fruit in it. Just like a bowl that still has fruit you could move. So too, this you can move as well. Because the you, you didn't have the spices. I'm sorry. What did you say? Saying if you didn't have the spices, it would be uh, not allowed. Correct. Correct. That's what we're answering now. Bye-bye. What? 
I don't like the answer. You don't like the answer because we're changing the case. Yeah, but what, why would you have spices in your fireplace? Who puts okay, spices? So, oh, I forgot to tell you. In the olden days, it was common that wealthy people in their fireplaces would often put spices, which would give, like incense, that would give a nice smell of the room. It was very, very relevant then those days without modern plumbing. Nowadays, when you have toilets in your house, so you don't need this as much. But in the olden days, when people in the winter didn't have uh, plumbing, you had a bucket in your house or whatever with a, with a lid on it, hopefully, and it had a bad smell. So if you put uh, spices in your fireplace, then you smell wonderful. Mm-hmm. Why are the spices making mutar to move? Because spices still have smell in it. And since it still has smell, it's like a bowl, Benjamin, that that still has fruit in it. You can, even though it has a rock, it still has. Yeah, but the purpose of this spice is to be burned. So since it's burning, it makes it a a, a davar, makes it like it's a mukse or not. So we're talking here about a case where the fire went out already. The ashes are there, but the spices still have a smell to it. So you can take this spice out and take a sniff if you like a nice smell. Therefore, a spice that you might take a sniff is like a tangerine that's in the bowl with the rest. Okay. Okay. Let's go further. Now, basically what we're saying here is, Colby, to put it in clear words, we're saying... Somewhat you have something asur in the bowl, but we also have something mutar in the bowl. And when you have a dual thing in the bowl, you could allow it. Just like if you have a dual thing in the shovel, the spices and the ashes, it's okay. That's cool. Now, we're, the Gemara is going to challenge that by saying the following. A dual thing is only mutar. If the heter thing is the main thing, like when you have a bowl, you don't care about the rock. You just care about the tangerine in it, right? And therefore, since the tangerine is the main and the rock is just heke, the rock doesn't mess over your bowl. Good. But we're asking, when you're in the house of Rebbe, and Rebbe, this story took place in Rebbe's house. Rebbe was the Nasi, and he was known as one of the wealthiest men in the world. Will a wealthy man take spices from the ashes to smell in Rebbe's house they bring more spices every time you want they don't use fresh ones they don't take some old spice that still has a little sniff to it so therefore how do you tell me that the spices are the main thing in Rebbe's house the spices are garbage you got the mm-hmm. question Cobes? got it Amar Abaya, Abaya asked him, Kartin, the spices, Bay Rebbe in Rebbe's house, Mi Chashivi, are they considered significant? Vichitema, maybe you'll answer me, Chazulanim. Yes, you're right. Rebbe himself doesn't need them, and he wouldn't care about them. But to him, they're considered significant because it would be good if an Ani would pass by, an Ani could take it. And therefore, it is significant. Oh, yeah? You mean we don't go by the owner of the house? We go by the Aniim? Is that what you're claiming? 
I'll prove to you that what you're saying is wrong. Why? Because everyone's mood, you can unmute yourself. Because, says the Gemara, oh, oh, one second. Because, Tanya, didn't we learn to the bright the two lines on the top of our page on the screen? Big day anim laanim. If you have clothes of an ani to an ani, big day ashinim laashinim. Clothes of an ani is good for an ani. It's not mukse for an ani. Big day ashinim. Clothes of a rich man is not mukse for ashinim. Aval the aniim laashinim lo. But if you have clothes of a poor person to a rich person. It's not considered a keli. It's not muksem. So if you have a ripped garment that's only three by three, and the guy is a rich guy, that rich garment that's three by three etzvaot is not. It's considered muksem. It's not considered a garment because he won't use it. So too in Rebbe's house, this katin. Okay, if Ani pays by, he might want to sniff. But this is Rebbe's house, and we go by the owner of the house, and the owner of the house is wealthy. So what's going on? Are you with me? Mr. Vindic? Yes, I am. Awesome. Says the Gemara. No. Ella, Amar, Abayas, forget about that one. You're right. Forget about that one. Right? Ella, Amar, Abayas, similar to what we have when you have a graf shalrei. Here is the halacha, what we were discussing before, that in the olden days, it was common to have a bucket in the house. Now the halakha is that if the bucket smells, even though the stuff in the bucket, which is number two, doesn't smell good, and it's really muksa, you should not be able to move it out of your house. Right? But since it smells so bad, the rabbis allow you to carry it anyway. It's called graf shalrei. Anything that's disgusting to have in the house, even though technically it's muksa. The rabbis give a special hetel to allow you to move it. So we're claiming that these ashes, which I guess are somewhat icky, also the reason why the rabbi was allowing you to move it, the shovel, was because of a graf shalrei, not because it's holding also cartoon. Forget it. There was no spices in it. You're right. Like Ralph didn't like this answer of the spices. Okay, you're right, Ralph. There were no spices in it. There was nothing. It was regular ashes. You know why he let you move it? The same way he let you move out the chamber pot or the bedpan. So too, he'll let you move this out because it's a graf shalrei. It smells bad. Or it's bad. It's, it's ichi. Now, the Gemara doesn't like that. So you can say the same thing with the oil also then? Well, oil, well, we have another question we're going to ask in a second. Okay. Rabbi says, I have two knockoffs for you, not just one. Your answer is so bad, I got two knockoffs for you. Chada, graf ma'is, ma'is. A graf is yucky, and this is not yucky. What's yucky about ashes? Okay, it's a little dirty, but it ain't yucky. It has to be yucky. The odd, graf migli, Also, a graf is usually open. It seems like the bedpans in the olden days did not have covers on them. So, since it's open, it's really smelling the room. But the shovels that they used to take out ashes used to have covers on them. So, there's two reasons why you should, why 
you can't compare the two things. Number one, it's not really so yucky. And number two, even if it was, it has a cover. So who cares? So you like that answer. A lot of the shovels nowadays have covers for these, for like the fireplaces. Is that that's so? Yeah, so it doesn't fly away. So the ashes don't fly. Really? You're going to send me a picture when we're done? I will. Okay. Rabbi, can you put the uh, cursor on where we are? Absolutely. Rather, Rabbi says the following. When I was by Rav Nachman, I when I was by Rav Nachman, hold on, which is a kinuna, is a coal pan, because of the ashes in it. Why? Because people used to use ashes to cover up spit. In the olden days, people would spit on the floor of your houses. Nowadays, if someone would spit on the floor of your house, your wife would have you out the door in less than five seconds. However, however, in the olden days when they had dirt floors, it was considered okay to spit on the floor. However, if it looks a little icky, they would take some ashes and cover up the spit on the floor. And therefore, ashes, the reason why they're not moksa is because I need the ashes to cover up the spit on the floor. They're used, and the ashes must have been. Now, in the case where this rabbi did it, Rabbi Nachman, even though there were broken pieces of sticks in the ashes, I guess there were little pieces of, of wood in the ashes, and those wood are not good for covering up, not good for covering up spit, he still let you move the shovel because you need it for the ashes. So too, in the house of Rebbe, maybe the reason why they moved it is because they needed the ashes from before. Okay? Yeah. That was Rav Nachman. Let's think about further. Hey, TV, I'll ask you a, oh, one second, Mike. One second. We got to pull this in before we lose this. Ta-da. Oh, did that work? Yes. Yes. Okay. We pulled pull it in. Sorry about that, guys. May TV, we'll ask you a question. Vishtavin, it says that the rabbis agree both to be Shimon and Yehuda who argue about Muxa, right? Uh, Irving, do you, I'm going to ask you a question. What does Rabbi Shimon say about Muxa? Oh, no Muxa. He holds a Muxa or no? No. Nope. Okay, okay, excellent. Metivi, it says, Vishavin, they agree, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi agree. Shim They agree that even though they argue about moving lamps, but if there are ripped up pieces of wick in the lamp, then everyone agrees that you're not allowed to move it. So you see, how could the rabbi allow moving the ashes with the pieces of wood in it, even though the wood is not fit for covering? What do you mean? I thought both rabbis agree, Rabbi Yudah and Shimon agree, that you can't move 
a lamp if it's got pieces of wick in it? Amar Abaya. So Abaya answers the question. When is it a sewer to carry, according to both rabbis, a lamp with pieces of wick in it? That's only in Galil. It seems like the wicks were made out of pishtan. Pishtan is flax. And flax in the Galil, which is the north of Israel, was very rare. And people would always want to recycle the flax. And therefore, since flax is significant in Galil, so that the, the flax becomes the main thing. And that's why, more than the leftover oil, and therefore, it's a basis to only them, and no one cares about the oil. And that's why you wouldn't be allowed to move because it's basis. But if you're in a normal area where there's plenty of fat, flax, and the oil is the main thing, then you wouldn't be allowed to use the lamp. So our Gemara is talking about a place where the wood things are really not so significant. And therefore, the fact that they're in my shovel really doesn't make much of a difference, and everything is cool. I don't understand the, the wick of the Galil, because it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know, but isn't the main thing the fire, the whole thing of the fire is coming out of the wick? We're talking about a lamp that went out, Urban. The lamp is out, and now there's a little oil and some broken wick. The oil is fit for other things. You might use it to put it on your... Uh, but the wick oh. is not... The wick is not as muktzeh on Shabbos. So if you're in the Galil, where wicks are very valuable, and where and that's the main thing, then that's what the Mishnah is talking about when it's saying it's asur. But had you been somewhere else, the Rabbi, it would be mutar, according to Bishimon to move. If I would I would say no. Why can't you just take the wick out and move the wick? Oh, that's because it's Shabbat. On Shabbat, the wick is muktzeh. But the whole thing is not muktzeh. Just Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. The says as follows. Let me find the place for those who are following us. First word line, Levi Bashmuel. These two rabbis were at the door of Rabbi Huna's house. Are you, Mahu, are you allowed to put together a collapsible bed on Shabbat? In those days, was a collapsible bed that you could put the legs together and make a bed out of it. Are you allowed to do that on Shabbat? They told him, yes, it's okay. They came in front of Rabbi Yehuda. Amar and Rabbi Yehuda said, Didn't Rabbi Shmuel both say that if you put together this mita of the Tazim, your Chayav Chatat, you need to bring a Korban to the Beit Mikdash because you did the Melachah of Makeh Patish, which means you finished off a Kelly. And therefore, here too, when you put together this how could it be that Rav Huna let you put it together? Did Rav and Shmuel both say it's Asur? 
and we're going to ask another question. And even if you want to say that Rav and Shmuel are wrong, I'll ask you a question from a Mishnah. Metiv, I'll ask you a question in the Mishnah. It says, "Hamachzir kane menorah." If a person attaches the, the branches of his candle, can't move the page. I'm sorry. Hamachzir kane menorah. With six lines in the bottom, if you return the branches of your menorah b'shabbat, chayav chatat. If you screw back the menorah, chayav chatat. If you kane sidayim, if you have a stick of the painters, sidrim are people who paint seed. Seed is like a um, what's the word for seed? Seed is a, like a, a whitewash, whitewash, right? People used to have white paintings. These are sidanim, people who whitewash things. So they have a stick to roll it on the wall. And if you put together that stick, lo you should not put it back. But if you put it back, patur aval asur. We said patur aval asur. Okay. Another law, Rabbi Simai says, keren agula. If you have a certain type of instrument, if it's a round one, it's chayav. If it's a straight one, it's patur, if you put it back together. And you see that all these rabbis, no one's letting you put it together. And Ravuna, they were at his house, and they asked him, is it okay to put it together? And he said, go right ahead. Not chayav, not patur. Mutar, he said, what's going on? You got Rav and Shmuel, they both said it was Asur. You got a break of all sorts of rabbis, they're all saying this is Asur, this is Patur, and you're just letting them do it? What's up with you? You with me, Cobes? Awesome. Answers the Gemara, I do no. Yes, Rav Huna who led it, he's going like a different Tana. You're right, all the time that you mentioned wouldn't let Rav Huna do what he did. But he's got a different Tana. Who's the other Tana? The Tanya we learned in the Brayta, Milbanot Hamita, the legs of a bed, Vikanot Hamita. Okay, this Milbanot are one type of legs, Karot are other types of legs of a bed. Vilabachim shall sakarim, and you have the wood that you can that you connect to a bow. Right? If you have a bow, there's a, a wood, a bow and arrow. There's a wood that's bent, and you connect it to a string, which you put a, an arrow that, to pull and shoot, right? So if you have one of those bows, and you want to attach a string to the bow on Shabbat, don't put the string back or the, the bent things back on Shabbat. But if you put it back, it's patur, but it's mutat. And you should not stick it in strong. The impact if you stuck it in strong, chayav chatat. Oh, I got to change the page. Oh, I got to turn the page. Sorry. Thank you. Hold on. What? Yeah. Rashbag Omer. Rashbag says, "Im rafui." If you put it together loosely. And you didn't stick it in strong. You just put it together loose. Mutar, then it's mutar. Bear of Chama. So therefore, he's going like Rashbag. 
because Rashbag is letting loosely. So we'll say that Ravuna, the rabbis who let, we're going like this one time, and Rashbag who lets. And Rav and Shmuel who didn't let, we're going like the other time, who don't let. Bay Rav Chama in Rav Chama's house, have a nita. There was a bed that was a gilanita, which was made in a lot of pieces, like the other mita that we had before, the trasim. He would put it back on Yom Tov. So one of the rabbis told Rabbi, My daika, what do you think? Because you're building it in a funny way. You're right, you're not building this. But you still have the So Rabbi told him back. Anna, I, Kirashbak Svirali, I don't like Rashbak. The Amaru says, that if it's loose, it's mutar. So since I'm putting it in the loose, everything is cool. Guys, we're at the last Mishnah in the panic. Let's see what's going on. Says the Mishnah. Not need two laws of the Mishnah. Not need kli tachataner likabel nitzotzot. You can put a utensil under the candle to catch the sparks that come out of the lamp. So if you have a lamp that might have sparks and you don't want the sparks to land on your bedspread and make little holes in your sheets, you're allowed to put a little clee to catch the sparks. But don't put water in that clee to put out the sparks. Because if you do that, you're extinguishing, and that's Asur. The Gemara is asking, are you with me, guys? Yep. Okay. Ask the Gemara, how could you let it? I thought Rav Chista said earlier in this panic that you're not allowed to take a keli that was usable on Shabbat and make it not usable you make it immusable. So here too, when you put the kelly, the plate, to catch the sparks, you're making the plate not usable because now it's going to be a basis for sparks. And no. Sparks don't have any substance. And therefore, they don't become a basis. When you put oil or... Uh, or uh, uh, candles, that's something. But the sparks has no mamash. Now, I want to point out to you, we did say before that a flame was mukseh and made a basis. But here we're saying that's true for an actual flame. But just a spark, nothing. Is everyone with me so far? Yeah. Awesome, says the further. How could we say the end of the Mishnah said, that you can't put don't put any water in the plate but you put it there because you're going to be extinguishing the Gemara says I see that our Mishnah even though it didn't quote a certain rabbi as an author it must be like Rabbi Yossi who's Rabbi Yossi Carl? we didn't mention him, don't feel bad that you don't know him there's a famous Mishnah about Rabbi Yossi. And I'll tell you outside before we read it inside. 
Yeah. If there is a fire in a house on Shabbat, and there's no loss of life that's possible in that house, it is a sewer to put out the fire on Shabbat. You have to let your entire house burn down, If you know for a fact that you're the only guy in the building, and there's no buildings next to it that might catch fire, which is obviously not Brooklyn, but if you're on an island someplace with your own farmhouse, and you're the only one there, and a fire comes out on Shabbat, you are allowed to do nothing. That's but. The Gemara says that what you are allowed to do, according to Tanakama, the Amar, Gorem Likibui Asur, but this I'm sorry, Rabbi Yossi says that even though you're, Tanakama over there says, even though you can't put out the fire by pouring water on it, what you can do is take a whole bunch of Poland Spring bottles, car and bring the Poland spring bottles and surround the fire with Poland spring bottles. When the fire goes, now Poland spring bottles are not mukse. When the fire melts the plastic, the Poland spring will leak out and put out the fire. So you're not putting out the fire. Ritalikama says you're allowed to do that. Rabiosi says it's Asur. Our Mishnah, which says you can't put water into the plate, must have been written by Rabbi Yossi. Because if the Tanakhama would have written it, he would say, go right ahead and put water in the plate. Who cares? You're, you're not putting it out directly. It's getting put out by itself. Oh, Rabbi Yossi says no. Rabbi Yossi didn't let the Poland spring bottles. So we're right. assuming that he must be the author of our Mishnah as well. Because our Mishnah doesn't let putting water in the thing. Are you with me, Carl? Yep. Okay, good. Yigmarah says, no. Amar da Amarib Yossi bishabbat. shabbat mi amar. Reb Yossi only said it's a store to put the Poland spring bottles if it was Shabbat when you're putting the Poland spring bottles. But our Mishnah, which talking about putting the plate in front of the thing to catch the sparks, was talking about putting the plate with the water on Friday. So Reb Yossi, even Reb Yossi never didn't let that. So Rabbi Yossi would agree with that. Rabbi Yossi would let that. Rabbi Yossi would let that. What's wrong? I'm putting the... Because it's the, on Friday. Putting, Rabbi, what's wrong with the putting on Erev Shabbat? What could be wrong with putting on Erev Shabbat? But our Mishnah, we're assuming, was talking about Erev Shabbat. But it could be the same thing that's wrong with the putting the Shabbat in the, when there's a fire. Well, when there's a fire on Shabbat, oh yeah, on Shabbat, so Rabbi Yossi, he, do, so, he doesn't let it. But that doesn't mean that on Friday I'm allowed to do it. I'm doing it on Friday. What do you mean? On Friday you could take it out with a hose. You don't need to put water bottles around it. Exactly. Well, no, I'm not. Well, I'm putting it to catch it. It's going to catch it on Shabbat. But the water is being placed there when? You can't compare placing a Poland spring bottle on Shabbat. Let's say there's wild water in the plate on Friday. It's not comparison. Even Urbiosi never was that strict. He only didn't let putting the, right? Who said Rav Yossi wasn't strict there of Shabbat? Well, the, the case was there was a fire on Shabbat. That was the Mishnah over there. There was a fire on Shabbat. If, of course, Rav Yossi was talking about on Shabbat. If it's Friday, take the hose and put it out. Right. No, but I'm talking about the Mishnah I'm asking on. Our Mishnah, we're assuming, at this point, we're assuming that it was on Erev Shabbat. You want to say okay. the Mishnah was what? It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say when it was done. They just put water on there. Okay, let's see. Let's see. 
And maybe you'll answer me like Ralph saying, Hachanami Bishabbat. Our Mishnah was also Shabbat. You're right. Our Mishnah was let on Friday. Our Mishnah's talking about today. It didn't say like Ralph said. Vatanya, didn't we learn it in a brighter? Notnin kli tachataner likavel din totsot bishabbat. Benzikon be'erv shabbat. And you for sure can put on erv shabbat. Veloitin lechomayim b'neshu mechaber me'erv shabbat. You can't put water even on Friday. You can't put water on Shabbat. So the Mishnah might not be clear if it's Friday or Shabbat, but this writer says clearly you can't put it on Friday or Shabbat. Why not? Even Rabbi Yossi didn't let. What's wrong? Is everyone with me? Mm-hmm. Ravashi. Rather, Ravashi says, Not only is it not Rabbi Yossi, even the Rabbanan who let the phone spring bottles will not let the water in the in the tray. You know why? Shani When you have the Poland spring bottles, it's not immediately going out. First it has to burn a hole in the in the plastic and then it goes out. That's a two-step thing. That's why the Rabbanan led over there. But over here even on Adam Shabbat, even the rabbis won't let because it's immediately going out when it lands. And when it immediately goes out, it's never allowed, not on Shabbat because it's Asur, and not on Friday because we're afraid if we let you do it on Friday, you might do it on Shabbat. Hmm. Is that wrong with me? This was by the coals, right? This is by not the coals, the ashes. No, the this is by the sparks. Sparks, sparks. Sparks, sparks. sparks. Okay. We're going to come back to you, Kira. Inshallah, in seven years, we'll be in Eretz Yisrael, and we're going to come back and learn the third predic. We're going to stop right over here, Abutai. All right. Now it is that we light the candles. We put the water and then put oil on top, and then we light it. And when it goes down, it it shuts up by itself. Benjamin, that was a very good question. That's a very good question. I refuse to answer it today. Yeah, brother, you're not catching sparks with filling the water. You just you're just doing it so you don't have to fill a whole cup up with oil. You're not catching the sparks with the water. It's a different type of case. Well, how do you want to answer, Ralph? One second. Hold on. Yeah, so you have a tray, and there's water on the tray. Let's say let's say your candles are on the Shabbat tray, and you put water on the tray. The water in the cup is not touching the the 